from Retro World Expo. We have a number of topics this week. We're going to get into Nintendo's Switch concept for its next console. Rockstar reveals more Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy features, and full music roster, apparently. And we're going to get, obviously, the big portion of this part of the podcast is going to be all about Retro World Expo, our experiences, all that fun stuff, our pickups, just, just a bunch of stuff, just Retro World Expo, uh, retro gaming in general. So, And you guys seem to like that because you seem to really like our bonus episode. So, anyway. Now, on the second half, we have uh, some interesting topics. So, one of the topics, though, we are going to get into in the second half, uh, which I kind of put together, was the fact we're going to get into Windows 11, because I'm sure a lot of people are hesitant about Windows 11. Same thing with myself. Uh, one of the big reasons why, um, like, obviously, I waited till Windows, when I installed Windows 10, I waited till I could actually get into and actually get rip out all the crap that's in Windows 10. Uh, because there's a lot of things like the stupid mini games and stuff they install. If you actually uninstall them without doing it properly, they reinstall them like within a couple days. All this kind of shit. Um, there's a bunch of other crap within Windows 10 as well. So we won't get into. Oh, we've covered God, them. I'm we've, so tired to hear you shit we, on Windows 10 while we, at the same time supporting your own <laughs> shitty companies doing the same thing. We've yeah, we've also so and so we're gonna get into exactly how to the debloat script is out, which is good and it works really well. And there's also a workaround to get past the forced login to Microsoft screen. So you can actually go ahead and actually install a local user account as you would normally. I think that's something we need to add back to the podcast. Like one quick topic on teaching. Oh, since somebody else didn't like that idea and he's not here at the moment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, but the problem is if we do that, it's literally going to be Nate. With his bias towards certain things he doesn't like, <laughs> telling you how terrible those things well, are. And we so, could always add something. I could so, add something. Like, could, so anyway, no. Well, go, grab, attack on Windows. Hold on, Grip. <laughs> so, so we're also going to get into uh, YouTube is going to remove the dislike button. Um, and I'm going to get into, obviously, what I think of that. And something else I really don't like I saw about Instagram is adding a, uh, what do you call it, a take a break feature it's really really stupid but we'll get into that. <laughs> um also gonna uh get into squid game season two has been announced there's no official date nothing yet uh just the announcement that it actually season two is going to happen the reason oh why god like we didn't know that was coming it's only the most successful thing they've ever done yeah <laughs> um yeah, the Korean uh, film, like, it's one of the most, like, this Korean film studio did a few other things. They've done a few other things, but this is, like, it blew up. Um, So, yeah. And it obviously does kind of end at a kind of a cliffhanger-ish. Uh, not enough to where it needed a second season. It could be left off at that, but it's really cool they're getting a second season. So, um, so anyway. But, yeah, and that will be all the fun stuff we're going to get into this week. So... Anyway, so let's get into what the heck's everybody been up to. Obviously, you guys know we've been at Retro World Expo. So, and uh, yeah. And I'm back from vacation and yeah, want to burn my job down, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's get to what everybody else been doing. Is it Grim? Me? Well, yeah. let's see. I only won seven out of like 15 Battle Royal matches this week without being shackled by the bads. Ugh absolutely dominating weekend naraka's really fun when i don't have to cover for you nate and me <laughs> no dude i'm i'm not allowed to pretend that you're as bad as nate that's not allowed oh 
Dude, okay. the only reason why I'm not gold right now is because I I went, I got up to like 19, um, it was like 1980, and then I went back and forth, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, and played like four more games and then stopped. It was very aggravating. Um, <laughs> mainly, I spent my time working on D&D, getting that shit ready. For those of you watching, we are starting this weekend on Saturday, uh, 6 p.m. I suggest you check it out. I think so we should get on. A, what time are you starting at? Like five thirty, five. I'm getting on. I'm gonna have the server up at like four or five just okay. to go over. Because I want to make sure I get all the uh, the stuff we had planned set up for this. Yeah, I have a um, uh, image of you died that I'm just finishing up that I'm gonna send to you to put over the Nate's pwned thing. Okay. So we're gonna have the Nate's pwned uh, <laughs> counter. Um, what else I do? Oh. I watched League of Legends Arcana this weekend, and that shit was good. Was it? I was thinking about watching it. It was really good. Even if you're not a fan of League of Legends, you don't have to worry about, like, not knowing what's going on. Because they do a good job of onboarding you to the lore of the world. See, the thing about League of Legends is, even if you don't like the game, you have to kind of... You have to acknowledge they spend a ton of money on their lore writing and on their art. So they have a huge and deep lore behind this thing because they hire like comic book writers and anime writers to write lore for these show for these characters. So they pulled from that to start up a, se a series, and it's basically about um started off about two characters. It's about four or five of them, but the two main characters is Jinx and Vi, who are sisters, who when they were very young. Their family was killed in, like, an attack by, like, the Imperium, which are people that they basically run the world and they enslave everyone else. And that's basically where the storyline kicks off. I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but, like, dark shit happens. This shit's not for kids. Mm. And when they get to the end of the third episode, because they only do three episodes at a time. The next three are coming out in, like, the 13th. Okay. But when they get to the end of these three episodes, or an hour each... And they give you the tragic backstory because in the lore of the world, Vi and Jinx are like opposed to each other. Even though they were sisters, they hate each other. And they give you the background of how that happened. And it's, dude, I don't want to give it away, so I won't. But you're going to be like, dude, that's some dark shit. This that could break. How long are the episodes? So 45, 48 minutes. Right. So, so this is from a guy who said last week, was it last week or the week before? He's like, I'm not checking out that show. They picked dumb characters. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't. I didn't like. No, I don't like those the characters they based it on. I don't like. Okay, but I can accept that the story that they're telling because I didn't know. I don't follow most of the lore mm -hmm. of this game, but the lore for them is very compelling. Like I said, some shit happens that literally rips these two apart, and you're it's brutal. Plus, I like. I didn't know Heimerdinger was in it. The character, the character Heimerdinger is hilarious in the show. He's like a foot tall, like midget dude scientist. Heimerdinger is the best. He's pretty, he's pretty cool. Um, uh, what do you call it? Jace is in it, which is not too bad. And I guess there's a couple other characters we haven't seen yet. My issue is that I, the characters I like, like they didn't say anything about Shen being in it. There's, I haven't seen anything about Scion being in it. So I don't like, the character, it's just not the characters I wanted, but I enjoyed watching it, and it was way better than I thought it would be. Mm. And the animation is top-notch. Like, the fact that it's CG, but drawn over, works really well. 
That's like all I can say is you'll you'll like it if you check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Hmm. All right. And so that's pretty much it. Since RWX, I haven't really done anything. Just been relaxing. Yeah. I'm on vacation. Doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, but I did laundry. <laughs> you did <laughs> you know, laundry. House stuff. But uh, other than that, it's all I've been. I've just been watching TV and stuff. But I did get a bunch of stuff at RWX. Yeah. So you're going to bring them now or you're going to wait until we get to the whole topic? That's going to be most of the podcast. Well, most of this part. All right. I'll wait till the, the, yeah. the, then. I'll yeah, wait till yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. So going to be. But uh, yeah, other than that, I started playing some GTA earlier. Oh, yep. The remake? No, 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 not yet. Oh. <laughs> that's that's GTA Five. The remake, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about getting it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, I wasn't that impressed with the like the remaster. Like, I was watching... People are posting screenshots, like a whole bunch of screenshots side by side and side by side video, and it really isn't that much. It's like barely an upgrade. It's like I haven't seen what it looks like for like PlayStation and Xbox. They they've only been really showing the uh, Switch. Uh, oh resolutions. Yeah. So yeah, but really, like, yeah, I was like, okay, well, that's not really like I don't know. Yeah, it'd be cool to play on the Switch though, because it's portable. Yeah, no, that's very true. I remember when I got I played uh, Grand Theft Auto on PSP or something like that, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. Like it, yeah, but the, it's like it's not as bad as Skyrim being released for like the hundredth time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I hear they're doing another update or something. They're doing something, I guess. But yeah, it's just gotta stop. People don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> they want, want what? they want a new elder scrolls they don't want a new high-res version of skyrim like it's yeah. not you don't want it now well, that, that's absolutely not true because every version they've released has sold over five million copies yeah so yeah. you can't say that they don't want it until after it comes out and doesn't sell uh. i don't think it's a good idea I'm, I'm tired of them doing it but in no way can you say people don't want it because it keeps fucking selling oh, yeah. they absolutely keep selling so oh yeah yeah I, on the other hand, don't give a shit at all. I play Elder Scroll games when I don't have a good JRPG to play. <laughs> because in my opinion, the Elder Scroll games have always been subpar. They, I, they, are. they are. They're buggy. The combat has always sucked. What's great about those games is the world and whatever you can do in those games. Well, like it's the freedom. Just, it's just the exploration. But the combat is pure shit, and it gets away with it because it's Bethesda. Yeah, it, the exploration is really what it is. Uh, that's all it is. Like they get away with it because it's Bethesda. And the only reason why I like Fallout more is because Fallout is post-apocalyptic, so it's my kind of setting. Yeah, no, no, that has it has the same feel though. You can explore. It's really it's what's cool about it. Yeah, but combat's still a Jew. Yeah, like they get away with it. I've been watching uh, this guy doing a lot of uh, chaos mods mm -hmm. in games, and he did one for uh, Skyrim. It was crazy. <laughs> hmm. One one of his characters was like a a Sanic. Oh yeah, and he like ran, realistically, ran really fast. It was hilarious. It's it's stupid to claim that people don't want a better high res Skyrim when you look at the modding community and all the shit they've gone through. Oh yeah, to no, make but, that uh, game look amazing. People want that shit. No, but they even like when they came out with the re high res edition, it didn't come close to what the actual mods did. That's not the point. They're they're gonna slowly do it over time and keep ripping yeah. people off. Is you know. I, I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> the fa the fans that love Western RPGs are also the people that are the reason why so many of them are lazy. Yeah. 
like you get the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah, no, they true. never innovate their combat. That's why all three Mass Effects were fucking terrible. But people, oh my god, Mass Effect's amazing. <laughs> it really wasn't. Hmm. You just didn't play any other RPGs, so you're like, this is great. Oh yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm gonna say about that, but no, I four man's RPG. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you we played some weird, uh, weird games over, <laughs> over the weekend. We did actually some weird. Like, I was we were trying to find the baseball game we played last time, and we kept finding all these other weird ones. <laughs> it was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, there was this one where like you couldn't even see the field. It was it was awful. And, and don't forget, you've lost in NBA I, no, you know, multiple I don't, I times. I don't know what you're talking about. Multiple times, you hacked that shit. Man. <laughs> I hacked it. <laughs> oh. Um. But we played this weird, like, uh, sword fighting game. It was, uh, like, a cross swords on um, Neo uh, Geo. That's it. Yeah. It was like, it was like Punch Out Arcade, but with uh, swords and stuff. It was pretty neat. Not as hard as Punch Out Arcade, but. Well, near the end there, if we didn't, yeah. If it was uh, a real arcade machine, we'd been done. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We would have died over and over and over again. Yeah. So Which we did. <laughs> yes, we did. But uh, it was interesting, but it was long. It was long. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, that was definitely interesting. What the fuck? So. What? Oh, hold up. What the hell? What? You can't gloss over it. It's, a, it's like a third person, like, punch out. Yeah. What, it, the, what the hell? <laughs> uh, Dude, yeah. we need to do a game smash on this dude holy shit it was, it was fun and two players you have you have convinced me to immediately look for a, a nefarious means to get this game oh jeez. going to the nefarious means right now anyway so yeah we had fun with that we'll get more into that in a minute um obviously over the week we obviously in this past week we also put out the keyboard video for the nes keyboard if you haven't checked it out go check it out right now if you listen to this podcast um it's a really really cool keyboard um, and I've actually got asked by one person, uh, basically sent me a message up and take my money. <laughs> um, and I told, I'm sorry, I will not sell that to you, but if you want one, a custom keyboard, it's a minimum of $200. You're such a dick. He literally said, shut up, take my money. You're not allowed to continue talking. <laughs> um, so, uh, and he said, okay. Uh, he's like, I'll do that. Um, and he wanted to go, he hasn't got back to me. We're supposed to collaborate exactly what he wants, but he wants a God of War themed. So, um, yeah. So it's not too bad. It'll be like a hundred like thirty dollar profit for me. So, no, you know what you tell him? You tell him you're not ten bucks off, but you're gonna make a video out of building it, so we can use that. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Then we can use it. I'm gonna make I'll a video out of it either way. Uh, like, I want I'm you still to... charging two hundred dollars. I'm gonna have you <laughs> build me one. But I want it to be um, anime characters that all go, oh, 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 why push the buttons? Every time you hit a key. Oh, Jesus Christ. It uh. goes, anytime I hit a key, it goes, Nenny the fuck? Which is, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nenny the fuck? Nenny, 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 nenny the fuck? Jesus. Oh. And then obviously I got way too, like over like my vacation every time, like I, it's the only problem. Naraka is a really well done game. The problem is I get way too addicted to it. I end up playing like six games in a row and like my productivity like goes to the fucking floor. Yeah. Naraka's like, amazing. And I'm um, really annoyed that the player base has like dipped 
because they don't want a challenge. <laughs> well, like that—that's one hundred percent the issue. They don't want the challenge. Anybody who claims that it's like the game is incredibly bad, they just don't like the challenge. It—it's there's some balance issues, but combat in that game is rough. You can go from winning to wiped in a quarter of a second. Yeah, and you can literally be in a spot where you're looting with your friends and your entire team is dead before you get the chance to react. Oh, it's yeah. just a hardcore game. Oh yeah, especially if someone the comes up on you with a, great. with a buffed uh, greatsword. Yeah, if you don't see the greatsword coming, they'll fucking you might as well The, the earth was it the, I love getting the great if I find the earth shaker thing, I'm finding a great so a purple greatsword. Because the earth shaker just allows you to go into that spin move and you don't you can go for I think it's about a minute and a half straight just spinning and you just freaking just destroy people. I destroyed three people in one shot. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done it. So check out a whole group and you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that girl? <laughs> yes. I robot. <laughs> his, uh, discord is his discord. Uh, I think it's being buggy. Dis- connected <laughs> yeah i think yeah we lost grim there for a second so we'll get so grim we back two little cameras oh uh, yeah we will get grim back in a minute but yeah i had fun with the, what do you call it playing the hell out of Naroka. yeah and obviously like the one thing i wanted i was thinking about doing i'm eventually going to do it now uh i want to go my ps3 i have a p i have a hack ps3 with a whole bunch of shit on it but i really I, one thing i never did with my ps3 is put an ssd in it so i'm ordering a terabyte ssd to throw in there just so I can throw a whole bunch of other shit on there, uh, my PS3. Hmm. Um, and the one thing I realized, I don't know why I have it hooked up. Like I have like my modded PS2, my PS3, my PS4, all like everything else hooked up. The Switch, everything hooked up. I'm like, I don't really need the PS2 hooked up. <laughs> the PS3 plays like everything. Like besides like, uh, what do you call it? Besides obviously PS4. Uh, so, which is, yeah. All right, hold on. Hello. His what? Discord died on him. Oh. He well he he's saying it's us, so I'm gonna restart Discord. Well, we'd be coming through the stream like this if that was us. So, podcast it sorts itself out. Oh, there you are. Oh, there we go. Okay. What the hell happened? It's probably Discord. It does it once in a while. It just—it was like having a heart attack or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Jeez. So, yeah. I, I, what I was saying was, I've I've gotten I've gotten into using the dagger because there is a extremely rare mind you like it's gold but there's a um there's a jade that give that if you get that when you dash you know how like if you attack with a dagger and then you dash turn gold and you dash forward a step yeah if you have the gold one after you do that you hit the the horizontal slash and your guy disappears and starts teleporting all over the place slashing at the people in front of him yeah i've like, gotten that once <laughs> And you can't get hit when you're in that shit. No, you can't. I won. I won a three v one just by spamming that fucking move. Yeah, all the gold ones for the weapons are super broken. 
So oh. yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really good. Yeah. All right. So that's been my secondary weapon. So let's get into the first topic. So Nintendo um, abandoned concept apparently for the Nintendo Switch. Well, no, it's asking, the, will yeah. they abandon the Switch will concept? They, will they abandon the Switch concept? No, yeah. they 100% won't. Uh, yeah, oh, this no, is no, what no. I wanted to get into. What, what do you think the next thing will be? Because, uh, you know, people are Switch. I don't believe they're going to get rid of this. the idea of console and handheld. No, because okay, so all right, so this is an evolution. Um, yeah, and the one thing that Nintendo does is it. What do you call it? Even though some things have completely failed, they've actually evolved the video game industry as far as hardware goes. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they weren't ever like they've never been like the super leaders in far as graphics and stuff like that, they never have. Um, but with controllers and stuff, they have. Well, they've been, they've always so, been the ones to make different ideas even though that the vita did do the opposite where you could play the console game on your the vita yeah but they just it just didn't work out well because you had to have really good internet and stuff and you had to have the playstation on at home yeah you did which is annoying yeah that was the yeah so but what nintendo did obviously you can see the evolution from the wii to the wii u now to the switch you can see the switch what has become like they were hoping for this concept to be the wii u it just wasn't there. The hardware mm-hmm. was too clunky. Um, yeah. Like no, all these, that's not all these things true because they push. knew they knew that the Wii U would never be fully um, portable. So they they weren't aiming for the Wii U to be the Switch. They were aiming the Wii U to be a stopgap until they could build the Switch because they they that wasn't mobile. Their entire plan was to mobilize their market because yeah. they don't need third party support when. They have millions of third-party support from the other company. Mm-hmm. Like they had, they have the most. I argued this before, like ten years ago, on a podcast called "The Throwdown" because they thought I was crazy, so they invited me out to argue with them, and I fucking shut them down. Their stupidity. Mm-hmm. But essentially, I explained to them that they Nintendo has the most third-party support once you get out of the console realm, and you you combine their console support plus their their handheld. They have like. Hundreds of studios in Japan that dwarf the amount of studios that work on like PlayStation and shit over here on the Western markets. The amount of people making games for the 3DS was mind boggling. And once they made that gap where you could, the 3DS people could make games on the Switch, that's why they have such a fast and rapid growing library, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, then they pulled in, obviously, all the ports, too, from, like, Steam and other things, like, too. They pulled in, like, a lot of developers when the Switch hit yeah, because... They, they have the most support because they have a system that appeals to both sides. Well, they're, it's really easy to hardware. It's an easy, it's just an ARM64 processor, uh, super easy to program for um, and write, uh, what do you call it, code for. So that's, like, a huge positive in their end. Um, and the fact that now they took their console market and their handheld market and have merged them into one. Um, so mm-hmm. they can, yeah. they can focus all their marketing towards just one group. Uh, well to both groups technically, but it's now one group and they're going to get everybody. And the most important thing they did too, was they didn't go real, like they're fake mobile. And what I mean by that is they, they have a system that plays mo- that can play games mobile but they don't have, they're not making mobile games for that thing. They're not making shit phone games. They're making legitimate games that you just play on a smaller screen in your pocket when you don't want to play. However, there are 
mobile games on there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. stupid yeah. store Nintendo, shop thing. But. The point is, Nintendo wasn't like we're going mobile. They were like, yeah. no, we're gonna make a game, a console that plays the games people want, but in a mobile on a mobile setting. Yeah. So you don't get these shitty games that you're buying your way through and crap. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. You get actual games, which is the whole fucking point. No, it's true. Um, and obviously God the the OLED games. model has been super successful successful with the release and stuff. So that's whoever can get it. Uh, yeah. But the Switch has always been a if you can get it thing. Um, but well, no, like for instance, like I would recommend. I personally think, like especially if you want the hand, just you're just using your handheld. The yeah, I mean the Switch Lite is absolutely the best option. That is like the perfect size. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if I have like cargo pants on or something like that, you can just I can put that in my pocket. It's actually just small enough to where I could. Um, it's not super small. It's not like it's not economical. Like I would rather just throw it in my bag. Um, well, but it's it's there. So honestly, if you're a kid and you're you're goddamn complaining that you have to put that thing in a backpack or something, screw you. Like, what are you thinking about? Like, Jesus Christ, dude. What would you rather have? A game that you tap the screen and your guy does stupid shit and you collect gems and it does, it, it's not a real game? Or would you rather have that thing in a small backpack so you could play Mario Kart against someone? Yeah. yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> it's so freaking aggravating when people complain about stupid shit like that. No, but I think we are going but to... mobile games. But mobile. I think we are going to... <laughs> Nintendo doesn't ever start, in, start innovating. Like, they always innovate more so i think when the next council shows up whenever that's be the 2023 or something um it's we're gonna see a new innovation a new idea something the rest of the video game industry hasn't thought of doing yet well this council has another five years on it nope they're not they they are not going to do that they they only innovate when they have to and it's small steps. That's why you saw the DS go to the 3DS. It wasn't yeah. anything major. So It was still the same thing. You're just going to get, like, the hyper switch. And it's going to do the same thing it does with some small twist. But the point will be, look, we can run every game that we need on it. Hmm. Yeah, something that- to at least slightly compete with the other consoles versus, like, right now. But, uh, yeah, in in the in the in their conference, they said that, they are halfway through its life cycle. Yeah. So it's going to be at least another five years before a new console comes out, but that, they that's might come not out necessarily with... true, though. Well, it, it... Because what, they, what they might do is the same thing Sony does. They might drop one a new one in like two years. Well, they might drop is... an, an update. Well, not not just an like update, but they might Pro drop one. Switch Plus. They might drop one that can't play, like that plays newer games that the old one can't play, mm. but it will come with like two years left in the old switch's life cycle yeah something like that because um, that's what they do well i think also depending on like the life and like the, when they start seeing the dip in like sales and stuff a slight dip that's when they go okay let's push more to the develop and the development of the next system because that's when you got to start ramping that up um i mean it all depends on the market and stuff so mm-hmm. but yeah no i think yeah I think I wouldn't be just don't be surprised if you don't see if you if we get to see uh, crazy innovation and not all innovations from Nintendo were good, but they were steps to something else. What do you think they should like do that. next? I don't know, because like I would never think like with the Wii, like if you asked me during GameCube, what would the next system be? There'd be no way I could tell you. There'd be no way I could even fathom that the Wii was the next system. Yeah, the whole... the, there would be no way I could wrap my mind around that. Yeah, but that's only because the Wii was stupid. 
No, the Wii was a great system. I love the no, Wii. No, the, the Wii is a terrible system. Stop it. There's like four or five games that are great on it, but that the, the motion controls didn't work well. That shit was terrible. The reason why... The reason why you didn't see it coming is because if Nintendo had any goddamn brains, and before someone says that we sold 111 million cop units or whatever, they would have sold 150 million had they just done what they did already. Like, what they did with the Switch, had they done that back then with some sort of mobile thing that hooks into another box on your TV so you can play the game on your handheld too, they would have they would have blown up because they've always had the massive handheld market. Yeah, but the, the Wii technology was, was not there. No, because the ARM processors weren't as developed as they are now. It just well, wasn't even, even input. It, even the input. That's the case, fine. But anybody who tells me the Wii, the dock like, thing? do you no. you know that the Wii was shit for software, right? They had a lot like, of blo- they had a lot of uh, what do you call it shovelware. Yeah, they did. No, but, but so what does, I'm telling so you, so does the, the Game Boy, why, and so does the, the Game reason, Boy. No, Game the Boy, reason yeah, why the Nintendo lost the reason why they lost all their third party support was because nobody outside of Nintendo could sell games on the Switch, on the Wii, uh, the Wii. Yeah. That, it was a bomb for everything but Wii, um, Nintendo games. Yeah. And all those Nintendo games were great, but they all would have been a hundred times better without those fucking motion controls. The Zelda, the Zelda game would have been better, the Mario game would have been better, the Mario Kart game would have been better, the Smash Bros. game, all of them would have been better without you those can play, shitty motion You can controls. play those a lot of those games without the motion controls. But, yeah, the thing is, I had, like, I especially, like, with the motion controls, like, I had so much fun. Especially, what was it, the Left 4 Dead XXX? Not Left 4 Dead, uh, House of the Dead House XXX. The dead, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, like, I had a ton of fun, like, playing through that, like, with a couple of friends. We had, what do you call friends over? Right. We were having drinks. I had a ton of fun playing um, Guitar Hero, but even I knew that. No, in but like, general, it wasn't gonna last because it was a fad of a thing. Yeah, but that was yeah. It we was, was shit, dude. I'm sorry. Um, and like I said, we, and I'll still say to this day, like I played Call of Duty normally, like all the Call of Duties, like on console and PC, and even on like PS3. And then, uh, even though the graphics weren't as good and the movement wasn't as good on the Wii, I really enjoyed the motion controls. I really enjoyed them. It was a lot of fun. You realize how outrageously stupid you just sound, it was, sounded? It was a lot <laughs> you said, of fun. Although it didn't play well and it didn't look well, I still enjoyed it better. Well, no, but the point is no. I found myself, I literally stopped playing it on my PS3 and I was playing it just on my Wii. I wasn't. But you're a fucking shill, dude. I, I love like it. He liked the point in I, shoot. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was like he was using a gun. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. It, it was just in you general more enjoyable. You are a shill. That <laughs> stuff is. Got, the Wii with there's only one good game on that system. One legendary game. And that is it. Um, I would say. The, the, the funny thing is I use my, my Wii. To play the piss, the GameCube games, and I use oh. my Wii U to play the Wii. There you games. go. <laughs> Nate Nate hacked my Wii U, I mean my Wii, and gave me like a thousand like Subinatown games and stuff. That's what I used it for for a while. Oh yeah. But um, no, Xenoblade is the only game on that system worth having that system for. Yeah, no, period. I was about to say that two the two best games I think on that system were Xenoblade and The Last Story. Yeah, The Last Story was pretty good, yeah. but. No, Mario that, Kart, Mario Sunshine, which I don't know. I no, those are really those, those games, are but... no, well. Yeah, the Mario games are generally that's good, but I mean, but like you said, first party, the, the third party games were the problem, and then they lost People a lot of third parties like, with Wii U. The best game on that system is Xenoblade Chronicles, and they don't make you use a single bit of motion. No, they don't. That says a lot, right there. Yeah, but besides what, um, 
Skyward Sword, you didn't have to use. Uh, yeah, you did. didn't have to. No, not yes, you did. Besides that's why Skyward I Sword. Um, I yeah, had no, to, you're right. you had to use it, which is why I stopped playing that game. No, Skyward you, Sword, you did, but I'm talking about was the it. other ones. Yeah, Skyward. I got well. The thing is, so Skyward Sword, it was weird. So I got a hold of a copy before it even came out in America, um, because the English translation was actually in the original version. I don't know why they didn't release it in America at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was like a month apart, which was really stupid. Um, but it was already it was already translated and everything, hmm. um, on the Japanese version. So <laughs> I just played the Japanese version. And after, I would say it took a little bit. I was annoyed with the motion controls, but after, once you got used to it, um, it was fine. It was really well done. Um, and I tell you, like, if I didn't get used to it, by the time you get to the, the boss rush, boss, boss, I can't talk, boss rush, where you have, that's how you get the magic shield in that game. Um, Dude. There'd be no way to do that without getting used to those controls. Now, what about uh, all you Twilight do Princess? Is make, all you do is defend. Dude, you make excuses, man. You're telling me. That you, you're like, well, if you play the game for 20 hours and get used to the shitty controls, <laughs> then they're not really that bad. Well, no, it's true, though. Like, that's like with anything. Once you develop the muscle memory to use it, it's fine. No, it's not, because it still didn't work 50% of the time. And you cannot, you sound like one of those Kinect people. I can prove it. There are YouTube videos of people testing this shit. And every game you played, there was a 50-50 chance they didn't work well at all. And then the ones that they worked in, there was a 50-50 chance they wouldn't work at times and screw you over. The motion controls never worked well until you got that stupid add-on, the Wii Motion Plus thing, which still didn't even fix it enough. Oh, I, you well, sound like a connect apologist. Well, well I had that with like oh, well, I had what? that I had that on. Well, I had that for all my A controls. connect apologist is the people who pretend that the connect motion motion system worked. But that literally worked twenty percent of the time too. It was it shit, just like the no, that, that was that was terrible. That was like the U force yeah, all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, it all started like, with the they were, toy. Both, they were all terrible. They were literally um, all terrible. It was a blight on the gaming community. And thank God that Microsoft and Sony didn't jump all in on that shit. Actually, I can remember multiple times actually drinking and playing the bowling game. Oh. <laughs> multiple times like i had a lot of fun with that like it was just yeah that's why it sold so well it was wii sports yeah it was oh man there was the joust game too that was pretty fun anyway so <laughs> yeah so yeah i wouldn't expect any changes but there just don't be surprised if there's some really strange changes because that's what nintendo does anyway so grand theft auto trilogy uh definitive edition launches tomorrow and we already have a pretty good idea of how Rockstar is enhancing GTA 3, uh, GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas. However, the publisher shared more specific changes that are being made to the classic sandbox titles. Um, so, what are the bigger changes? Especially Vice City. That's like the best one. I think that's still the, the best one. The, the, bigger, the biggest changes are controls. They're fixing the controls. I guess on the consoles, they're really hard to use sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know if they're slow or whatever. I haven't played them in years, so I well, never noticed. I, well, I could grant about the controls in GTA like all day long in general, all of them, even the newest one. Yeah. So that's a whole nother argument. But I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, but uh, they got rid of some songs because of licensing. Some people are really, really upset. But what do you expect? Well, yeah, you can't just. It's just going to happen. Because these idiot people, we want money, 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 money. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, break. yeah. You already paid, got Let's, paid for the first game. Same reason why I wish people would fucking boycott uh, Comic-Cons. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, you're mad at people forcing you to pay more money for random shit is what you're saying no 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 it's just people are mad that they the original songs aren't all in it because of licensing 
But... Yeah, but and Nate's talking about how people greedily want more money, right? Yeah, well, that's like anything. That's why I'm they can't come out with NBA out, Jam on this. On the, I'm know. just going to point out that Nintendo just dropped a half-ass fucking emulator on their system that doesn't work too well, yep. and tried to charge people twenty-five dollars extra a year for it. And I didn't see him throwing that argument about greed and more money at Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nate. Well, I did actually fifty dollars a year, Nate. Well, I did. Well, say, hypocrite, I did, Nate. Well, no, you I gotta just... look in the mirror, man. <laughs> well, no, but I did say you shouldn't get the emulator that last week. Um, yeah, I th- saying I you shouldn't buy it, but you defended him. The trilogy <laughs> for the Switch is being what do they call it? Published by Nintendo too. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. That's what the the they were thinking because that nobody knows who was doing it but yeah i might get it i don't know i don't know yeah i know it's coming out on the pc too so i might get on the pc mm. for the for when they do mods <laughs> yeah vice city it's the best one still the best one just because I like the aesthetic, it's it's actually a terribly controlled game. But the vice, the aesthetic is what I like. About the the funny thing is, when I when I was a kid, when I was playing Vice City, I wanted like all the. I was like, come on, these eighties uh, vehicles got to be in here, like the DeLorean and, and oh. the eighteen van. I was like, come on, they got to be in here somewhere, please. It'd be so cool, right? In Grand Theft Auto Five, they're in it now. Oh well, like, that's you can get the eighteen van, you can get the DeLorean that flies. And yeah, yeah. It was cool. You know what? I have literally no excitement about getting getting a trilogy of these games i'm not really excited for it it's just like i don't care at all i'm I'm excited for six good good job you're making the graphics look better did you fix those shit controls that have been in every gta game well that's one of the big things that they changed i don't you tell me they changed how the game how gta controls well he's talking about even gta 5 if they're just ramping up to how gta 5 is that's not probably better but I don't, yeah, like I said, no, they haven't fixed you, you guys are crazy. I have no issues with the controls whatsoever. I was just playing it with a mouse you, and keyboard, accept, though. I wasn't playing with a controller. That quality, that's fine. But I've played other other open world games that that have as much stuff going on, and the controls are nowhere near as shit as they are. Like I, I don't know what shit controls are then, because I they I, make they, enough they money fine. where they can make a smooth running third person action game. In an open world setting that allows you to do all the stuff that GTA does. Yeah. They make enough money. And I'm, I'll am give them another shot with the new one because the next time they drop one, they've been working on it for like eight years, right? Yeah. That's been if re- this game restarted comes out several times. Controls, mm-hmm. have a good fucking day. Oh, let me turn my camera back on. Yeah, so. So I, what I would I like bet. to know. Have a good fucking day. <laughs> what I would like to know, not right now. But find find me a game with a third person shooter that plays like this that has better controls. You want me to find a third I, person? I, I personally would say, even though I hate Gears of War, I'm not a fan of Gears that's of War. Not the kind of game I'm talking about. But that's a third person shooter. Not like this. An open world third person shooter. Not Gears of War. Gears of War is a cover shooter. <laughs> okay, yeah, Gears of War. Okay, technically it is a cover shooter, you're right. Um uh, but both the both the Shadows of Mordor games run and play far smoother. That's not a shooter. Are... I'm talking about a shooter, dude. If you're trying to tell me that they can't, that's cop- m- no, because that's all melee. Actually, I want a shooter. I'm what? talking about the fluidity of the movement, dude. If they can't, their animations are shit. The fluidity of the okay, movement. Okay, I understand that. I don't think that is controls shit. though. 
Well, no, wait, this is, well, no, the new fantasy star would be a great example. Well, that's new. I'm trying to pick older ones okay, so well, that they don't go. So mm. the, all right, shooters. Um, okay. Saints row. How are the controls on that? Um, not great. I can tell you. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. <laughs> not great. Budget. Like animation wise, they're just as budget. So it's, like, it's, that's a, my it, point. it's more of the animation that lags with the control. The the animation and the controls are both bad. When you a run, it slows down. And you got to turn around, type of thing. No, no, it's no. like it 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 has the best way I can describe it is if you look at like Spider Man on PS4 or Ghost of Tsushima. Those are both open world games. They're not shooters, but the fluidity of your movement and how the controls work are perfect. And you they could easily convert that into a shooter, and it would still move as smoothly. Mm. Everything about the movement in Grand Theft Auto is terrible. And that makes the shooting terrible. Like when you're firing and you don't, you barely can see the guns firing at you. And you can't really, like, you're just shooting at an auto target because their, their aim is so bad that they have to have auto targeting for all this shit. Yeah. Like, that... the, the engine's just outdated. Yeah, and they, they need like, a whole I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I personally <laughs> think, like, it's good for, like, beginning. You know what? Be- I, Ghost fucking recon. Ghost recon. Okay, I haven't yes, played that in a Ghost long time. Ghost recon like Wetlands and Breakpoint are third person shooters. Okay. Um, Far Cry uh, is a first person, but these Ghost Ghost Recon ones are third person and they're fluid in their open world. It feels like you're playing an actual shooter. You've played and the not newer a... Ghost Recons? No, I don't play them, dude. I watch, how do you I've know? <laughs> dude, I'll I'll show you how I know right now if you watch the video on Facebook. I'll send it to you right now, and you'll see what I mean by fluidity of how the character moves. Yeah, like basically, it comes down At to it point. seemed it was fluent for end of PS2, beginning of PS3 era, but now we are we we are decade past that now. <laughs> so no it's, it's time no to upgrade. Why, there's no reason why uh, GTA can't have the fluidity of movement that like a Ghost Recon game, open world game has. While having that open world, because every other game has had massive open worlds now. Well, no, like, but you could even pick, like, even an RPG that doesn't have uh, shooting involved. Even the fluidity of the movement without, like, having a projectile weapon, it's still way better. And there's a ton of them. Yeah, like, just watching it for, like, five, like two minutes right now, this re- Ghost Recon. I would say, Wetlands, aside from Skyrim, Skyrim's controls are terrible. But... <laughs> <laughs> like you can watch Ghost Recon Wetlands right now, and even if you don't play it, you can see what I mean by how the players move and animate. It's light years ahead of like GTA Five. Yeah, I understand. So- like when, like, say you're running and you go right, and it takes a second. He like moves to the right, and then you move left. And he moves to that, but the the vehicle controls are fine. No, I'm not talking about the vehicle. Controls. But uh, I, this auto aiming thing, I don't know what you're talking eight, about, eight, but. I don't have auto aim, but like I said, I've been using a, I've been playing on the PC for a long time. I haven't played using a controller, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, you're right. You don't have auto aim, but when you play multiplayer with other people, you have shitty auto aim because their, their combat engine is old and outdated. So you get these crappy auto aim for the game and that ruins aspects of like playing online and stuff. What's the auto? How do you activate auto aim? On consoles, when you get it's, the, you know, not, it's normally you know, active, it's completely active. Consoles? On, on consoles, completely. It's no, always active. You know, when you get that little circle on top of people and you fire towards that circle, the bullets hone in on the body. There's oh, no, yeah. like, 
no. hit the ten, like the hitbox is basically that entire circle. That's how the engine. I've been played on a console. Well, no, no, I know what you're talking about. Even the missions we were doing, like we were doing together, uh, playing like the heist missions and escape missions. I never saw him. No, I didn't see him either. Uh, and the heist missions, whatnot. When you were like, especially hiding down the barrel, when you pop out, your guy's automatically aiming at your your enemy. You don't even have to do anything. You just automatically aim. You just pull the trigger. Yeah, and when you fire, I think it only does that against uh, it always NPCs. It always does. No. when we play when we play deathmatch, that shit was happening. Yeah, too. it was but doing the thing, a deathmatch too. Point, but it point, was, it's, I don't know. I don't know. it's not just like an auto aim. You have to understand, like I said, it's like a hitbox. Mm-hmm. So that little circle that pops up on another player and you start firing at them, you will not miss when you're firing at that circle unless they get behind cover. Because the hitbox is guaranteed you're guaranteed to hit. You're firing directly down there and it's going to hit. But when you play a shooter and you get your reticle on someone and stop firing, a slight move to the left or right. And they'll you'll miss them by hair inches because the hitbox is built around like their body. Mm-hmm. But in the GTA, because the engine is old, the hitbox is literally a square. Yeah, I've seen video. No, they're cu- if you actually look at the wireframe of the game, they're cubes instead of actually the shape of the yeah. character. It's just an old like like I said, it, the engine's just outdated, and uh, they got a free pass because five came out around that time, and it takes a long time to build these games. Yeah, five but is if really six old. Comes out, yeah, five is really old. Comes out. And plays with that same engine, fuck that game. Well, well no, that's the same thing. Like, didn't Red Dead Two have that same engine? Red Dead was a little better, but yes, it still had the problem of like getting into gunfights was as simple to me as ducking down, popping out, yeah. and just firing. Yeah, and the same thing. Like, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad. It, it okay. was definitely better. Mm-hmm. So they're moving in the right direction. I just hope it doesn't end up that same level of shit yeah. and the same thing goes crime if skyrim elder scrolls 6 does not build that new engine and have it actually smooth i'm not playing that goddamn game yeah, i'm not buying it either they don't have an actual combat system they other can than fly a fucking car I hit the thing <laughs> what do you mean by smooth well skyrim dude, controls you know elder scrolls games are terrible absolutely you know how I beat probably the worst controls in an rpg ever made <laughs> like, i'm gonna give you best. my i'm gonna give you my secret <laughs> technique to beating elder scrolls games all right all right <laughs> I walk into a fight, I run up, and I slam and kill someone. If if I kill them quick enough and I'm not close to dead, I move on to the next one. If I start getting low, I just back up and run away from them until my stand bar fills, heal myself, go back in and hit them until I need to heal again. Then I back up and run away from them while I wait for my bar to fill up and heal again. Because the combat is so lazy and pathetic that you can literally beat the entire game by doing that. Yeah, and it's just steel. You feel like a stiff, like, robot. Really. It's really fucking terrible. Haven't they all played like that, though? Yes. <laughs> That's why like, Skyrim was fairly compelling because it was, like, the pinnacle of, like, but if they don't upgrade on 6, I'm not fucking buying your game. You can forget it. <laughs> in the in the, the, the wonderful voice acting. Oh, that no. The sto- okay, the storyline don't, like, the storyline's okay in Skyrim, but don't, but don't play it for that. It's terrible. <laughs> play it for the exploration, and that's about it. <laughs> Look over there! Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. It's a dragon! <laughs> oh. Okay, so we went to Retro World Expo over the weekend. Uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, went to actually a few. It was obviously really cool people there, like Pat the NES Punk um, and Metal Jesus, Jason uh, Lindsay. So... So, which is really cool, which we got to actually meet. I got to actually ask Metal Jesus a question. <laughs> so I said, uh, well, B11, obviously they saw that short 
on our YouTube channel. And the question actually, so if you listen to this podcast, I was asking him. So and when he worked at Sierra, there was this guy named Steven that he used to work with um, who used to carry around a satanic Bible and have it on his desk. And I guess he was fairly a kind of a creep in general. Mm-hmm. And he used to come to like Mel Jesus's parties and stuff. Uh, why not? And the way he described the character reminded me of the character Gilfoyle on Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. then I, when I when I was talking to him after his uh, panel, when I was talking to Mel, uh, Jason, I was like, hey, so that guy you're talking about, and he was like, yeah, when I saw Silicon Valley, yeah, Gilfoyle reminded me of that guy too. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, he did. Awesome. So, yeah, that was the thing, mm-hmm. So which was kind of cool. Uh, but we did have some really cool pickups. Uh, Bazinga picked up a few things. So, over at Retro Old Expo, picked up some art. Yep. So, I got these NES coasters. Yeah. But they're neat. They look like a little... uh... I'll see a camera. I want to see a coaster. Oh, it shut off. (laughs) It was working. But, uh, yeah, they're cool little coasters. They look like uh, Nintendo cartridges. Yep. It's neat. I got this game. The Legend of Zelda Parallel Worlds. Yeah, so if anybody's never played the Parallel... Well, there's a number of uh, hacks for uh, SNES, uh, Link to the Past. Parallel Worlds is actually one of the best um, out there. Um, it's So it, there is a huge learning curve, though. It is fairly hard, so just be warned. You actually don't get a sword until after a good portion into the game. Yeah, they so, make you use motion controls. They make you use motion controls. But this is Absolutely really... Absolutely terrible, man. So it is actually, it's a really, really good, and it took a while to perfect that. There was a number of versions, and uh, it got perfected a few years ago, like four years ago. It's like a clear cartridge, but the guy says it glows in green. It does, yeah. It there must green. be LEDs in yeah, it? Yeah, there's LEDs when it lights up. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the guy got off actually flashes them onto carts, which is kind of cool, um, and puts them on there, which obviously, which what I got a hold of is uh, a game. So the third in the trilogy, which I've never completely played through, uh, Terra Nigma. Which is the third in the Illusion of Gaia trilogy, which is Illusions of Gaia, Soul Blazer, then Terra Nigma. I've never played through Terra Nigma, but everybody says it actually is the best in the series easily. It's like when the pinnacle of both those games, of all the controls, everything, uh, are all put into one game, and it's a fairly good story too. So far, yeah. So, no, it's called Ocarina of Time. So uh-huh. I got this uh, canvas art here with uh, Contra, mm-hmm. and it's got these. The little dudes are are, are uh, magnets. So, you know, this guy's dead because he was hit, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And you can move him around and everything. So that's yep. it's pretty neat. I got this one. The select screen for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not, yep. Which game is it, though? That's the first one. It's the arcade one. It's the first one. So that's neat. Yep. But, yeah. Then I got a... Yeah, a shadow box. A shadow Mario box. 3. Yeah. So. My favorite Mario game. Uh-huh. So Dude, no, no, can, we, can we stop? The only cool thing bought was Nate's Terrajima. Terrajima. <laughs> um, so I also picked up uh, Final Fantasy Tactics for Game Boy Advance. So. Uh, the, the, the Game Boy Advance ones I don't like. How come? Like, Well, they, the mechanics are fine. But like Final Fantasy Tactics was a hard-hitting, dark story. Yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics on Game Boy Advance is kitty fun time. <laughs> well, no, just the beginning because they train you on how to play the game with a snowball fight. No, no, I'm not I'm talking about the whole thing, dude. I played that game. The story never gets dark at all. 
it's like playing kids go on an adventure together. Oh. But like tactics is all about like the original is like political intrigue. Oh yeah, someone's yeah. sister gets kidnapped and murdered in front of you. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like effed up shit is happening in that game. Yeah, I think the like I wanted to have it on Game Boy Advance part of my collection because I have like a bunch of Game Boy Advance games. But I think the best version actually is on Android. It has everything in it, like everything there is in it, like the complete story along with the expansion. Everything's all in it. It's one of the best versions, and the like, controls it's and, not terrible. It's just and it works so well with especially on if you play uh, the Android version on a tablet, it, the touchscreen is absolutely great for actually moving your character around. Um, so. Like, I'll tell you this, if you're a tactics guy and you haven't played it yet, the best tactics game to play right now is the um, the remake of Tactics Ogre on PSP. Or oh, yeah, the, that is a really good version. The, yeah. the remake of, of Final Fantasy Tactics 1, which is called War of the Lions, on PSP. Those are both excellent tactics games. Yeah. From an era that we don't get anymore because new tactics games are... And I'm, I'm going to sound mean because I love anime, but they're too anime in a way. Oh, what the hell is the one on the Wii? I mean, not the Wii, the fucking the Switch that came out like a year, two years ago. I don't know. I can't um, remember the name. I, of it. I have it on the, the Switch. The new one looks great because the, the like ta- triangle strategy looks like it was made in the 90s with its style of um, yeah. political intrigue, which is the whole point. Like the tactics games are always about there's a war raging and you're not sure what side you're on, but terrible people are trying to bring the country down and burn the world. Yeah. And then like the newer ones are not really about that. And it's just not as good anymore. So it looks like they already announced, uh, next year's retro world. Did they? August 27th, 28th. Oh, 2022. Hey, there we go. Cause I know they already started selling tables. They already started selling tables. Yeah, they were selling them there at what the show. The fuck? Yeah, okay. people were pre-ordering them. <laughs> just, well, so this table here is occupied right now, but it won't be next year. We were going to buy it again. Shut the hell up. We'll sell it to you for 20 bucks. Jesus. Um, but yeah. No. Um, anyway, so obviously I picked up like the – there was artwork, like the canvas art, same thing I didn't pick up. The, it's up of the screen you see uh, when you start the journey in the very first Final Fantasy game when you come over the bridge. It says the journey begins. That's it was a it was a vinyl. Well, well, you know, a dude that that scene canvas fucking art. canvas art. That's it. Yeah. That scene literally like dictated my entire life, basically. <laughs> so, dude, it, it's such a great scene. They play that music, and you go, "Oh, I'm gonna like this game." <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a very pinnacle moment of the game. It's like for Peel's first RPG they ever played. That's a very rem- moment you remember. Currently, remember. It introduces you to the theme of Final Fantasy, and you realize that the music is amazing in those games. Oh yeah, I I kind of wish they would do it again. It would be nice if like Final Fantasy sixteen had a point where you you do you get that kind of title card midway through. I mean, they did it in fifteen, and it was great in fifteen. Like you're pushing the car, and then it kind of pans up. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I would like to play through like two hours, three hours of the game, and then have that happen. Yeah, no, you're right. It did, yeah, kind of fit that. But I don't know. I'm it worried about. Final, I'm worried about Final Fantasy 16 that it's going to be almost just like Final Fantasy 15, which I'm going to you know. No, 15 so. was great. No, if I know. Like 15, I want. You know, I want more like turn-based like strategy in it, though. I would like it if they built it like Seven Remake. Yeah, Seven Remake was really well done. 
that's a great combat system. That um, that is basically everything you need. Yeah. But I don't like the straight all action. It just makes me think of Western RPGs too much. It's just like, oh. <laughs> uh, the prices were a little high on some things. Not terrible, though. Not terrible, but like, I wanted turtles and it was like $80. And I was like, uh, keep it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't justify spending that kind of money on. Yeah, it got pretty sought after. That's why. Yeah. Well, if I had, if I was there and saw a copy of um, Lunar Eternal uh, Suicide Story Complete, you can justify paying, making me pay two hundred bucks for it because I would have. Well, didn't they have one for three hundred? <laughs> oh, there was one. There was. I think it was like three hundred or four hundred dollars. Yeah, that, that game is. I'm so mad that I don't have that copy anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was that that thing is worth so much goddamn money, dude. Yeah, it is. So the other thing that I did pick up actually because. Um, I don't actually own a copy of uh, Simon's Quest for the NES, so I did pick up one, but I don't plan to play it, though. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I actually have the components actually coming in the mail. I actually have uh, found a feeder one. I think the chip on one of them I ordered actually has more memory, so I might use that one to have a little bit higher um, bit rate for the music. Mm-hmm. So what I'm planning is actually upgrading my Star Fox one. We're going to be adding a button onto it to play music. So what I'm going to do with the Simon's Quest one, obviously, I'm going to add the original box art behind it in the shadow box, along with a holder to hold the cartridge in front of it. And then you're going to be able to press a button on the side of the shadow box, and it's going to play the original Bloody Tears. So I love Bloody Tears, by the so, way. <laughs> yeah, it is probably one of the most iconic like Castlevania-like themes, pretty much everybody knows. Um, and obviously... Bloody Tears is great, period. It's it's absolutely great. And there's about a billion different covers of it. <laughs> so, and I think they did one. Did they do one in the anime? Too? Oh, dude, the anime yeah, I think did it, like, amazingly well, too. Yeah. Because they didn't play it for two straight seasons. Yeah. And they played it at the very end of the last season. Yeah. When they, they basically assault the castle. And he's like... He's like, I go left, you go right, Alucard, you go right through him. And then they pull out their weapons, and you hear the bloody yeah. tears start, and then they just go into hardcore fight for like 15 straight minutes. Oh, yeah. It's... it's an excellent scene. It's well done. People were pissed they weren't using it right away. Like, we've been waiting for this. Why didn't you, why aren't you playing the music from Castlevania? And even I was pissed, but I realized the buildup to yeah. getting that lot that right there was just flat out well they played music from castlevania they didn't play that song yeah (laughs) that's the only thing that's the most iconic song i think of castlevania so yeah and everybody obviously remembers that version from simon's quest so yeah (laughs) which is why i'm going to be doing that because obviously simon's quest was like i loved Simon's quest it was the closest thing to like the first like metrovania kind of where that came from kind of thing so because uh, metroid was the first metroidvania no well okay i mean like for castle like for castlevania games it was like the like it wasn't straight run go to level beat it next level go through it beat it yeah. next level it was an actual castlevania quest. adjusted to that but metroid yeah. is what invented the metroidvania which is why it's yeah. called metrovania and not called castle met castle <laughs> troy no no that's true <laughs> well, it and obviously sound I think, weird too. no and obviously the pinnacle i think is easily uh the uh, say Symphony of the Night is usually my favorite Castlevania. Um, but and I would like an original guys. That's I don't have an original copy of that, but it costs holy shit. That's expensive. Like and they had, an amazing they had a, twist of fate. This is the one thing me and Nate can agree on. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I didn't see too many, too much uh, 
like Famicom and Super Famicom this time. There was some, but not there a lot. There was some, not a whole, whole lot. Last time, there was tons. Yeah, there wasn't as much. But that normal guy who has a ton of it, usually, well, he wasn't there this time, though. Uh, Dude, real quick, thinking about retro stuff. I just heard something real sweet the other day, and it's starting to give me hope about a new wave of retro shit coming in. So when we were growing, like, when we were in our early 20s, Nate, it was all about people translating old Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Right? Apparently, there are groups of people, there's a group of people out there that are remaking Legend of Lagaya in Unity using 3D graphics. Ooh. And it made me start thinking how awesome it would be if, the if like, the next upgrade from translating Japanese games was these people do like, these people taking old games that have lost... The rights are gone now, and remaking these games. Oh yeah, in three D. Yeah, I would love to see like that'd be so. There is some cool. crazy shit. Like if Bahamut Lagoon has some crazy moments, in it, if they did that in three D, holy shit, that'd be pretty cool. They they need to get off their asses on that Bahamut Lagoon and get that like translated and shit because they're not doing a very good job of doing anything with that. Like Square itself, I mean. Oh yeah, they need that's uh, that is easily one of the biggest diamonds in the rough that Western market never got, uh, which I don't like. I get it, but I don't get it. And yeah, like for instance, great... like I don't get why we didn't get Terra Enigma either. Like they got that in Europe, but we didn't get it over here. Like I don't like I just don't get it. Like it's easily like you know I mean so I don't know. It's Western fans just drive up a wall. Like grow a freaking brain cell, priest. Fucking gross. <laughs> I could go on for a while. Well, it, it, dude, it's probably not like people not being able to grow a brain cell, dude. It's probably more along the lines of um, their issues with trying to like, those companies weren't big. A lot of those companies were working on like paper thin budgets. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I and then you tell, you tell them we're going to try and get this release in America. And if it doesn't sell at all, they're just out of business. No, like, no, that's true. They can't afford to do that stuff. No, I know, I know. It's not easy. Yeah, no, it's true, because it was a lot more expensive to make the cartridges and everything else, hire the translation team, all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, I know. And they had to hire, like, an outside company to that and all that stuff, so that's Like, the bigger, the, the bigger issue is that Square didn't do it, because they were making plenty of money. Oh, yeah. But, like, some of these companies just couldn't. They just couldn't do it. No. And it's depressing because there's some great ones. Oh yeah, there's yeah. But um and anybody really wants to know, so if you actually go to was it romhacks.com, um um for translations, that is where you want to go. All like yeah, the you best translations are on there. Um and all you have to do is get a hold of the original ROM and they have the software on. You can download the software right from ROM Hacks itself, and it'll allow you to flash that translation onto a ROM to a new ROM to a load. So and obviously, if you have the ability, what's up? There's a great deal of good translations on there. Yeah, I there check is. every now and then because I like playing the old ones. Yeah. And there's obviously, and if you have a translation ready, and there's appended also translations, which are added translation or updated translations also. So, it, it to bring it back around to our conversation about open world games, Metal Max are games that are translated for from ja- Japanese releases. And they are Super Nintendo post-apocalyptic open-world RPGs where there's really no straight line or story to follow. No, no, there's not. And they basically, in my opinion, is probably where a lot of like these people got their ideas for their open-world games later on. Oh, yeah, easily. 
it's a given, I think, right there. Um, along with getting their ideas from a lot of the, just in general, a lot of the RPGs from like a 16-bit era, an 8-bit era, so. But. That's the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right. So, yeah, pretty soon we're getting into tech, but one last thing, though. So, we did get into, like, obviously, one big thing we got revealed, so. Pat revealed he is on. He is working on the N sixty four book. Oh yeah, <laughs> more room. So and I think he said it was like four hundred and forty something uh, games total. Uh, that's all the Japanese games, all the American games, all the Europe games. So he is going to do an N sixty four book, um, but that's probably he said he's probably going to be his last because the other uh, libraries are just way too big to try to make a book out of. Wait, what? <clears throat> What do you mean the other libraries are way too big? He did Nintendo. Yeah, but like you get into like Game Boy has like a couple thousand. Game Boy Advance has like in like three thousand. Yeah, or but he could like do that. like PlayStation or something. Um, it's not. But he's not the, retro. Enough. But he's the NES punk though. He's not a PlayStation. Yeah, that's not. That's... Yeah, but dude, do you know what punk stands for? Rebelling against the system. <laughs> he can rebel against his goddamn rule and do more. Do those. He could stand up against his own rules. Yeah, I know. Nah. But, like that's not and like, be a rebel. Yeah, without a clue. Yeah, but that's not what he like. What he's into though, really. Yeah. Um, like I'm surprised he did N64 because I know he's into it, but he's not like super. Well, N64's got like four games, so that's got 440 something games. He said so. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, great. Just Game Boy Color alone had what 900 something. Oh yeah, holy crap! And that's that, that's yeah, that's just Game Boy. That in 990 something, and then Game Boy Color had like a shit like over a thousand. Game Boy itself had over a thousand. Like Game Boy Advance has just like three thousand something stupid uh, number. Some of the games on Game Boy Advance were just awful. Oh yeah, they were just trash. Um, like NBA Jam, awful. <laughs> it was stick figure. It was, oh my god, it was terrible. I was like very disappointed with that. Was, oh. oh. Yeah, and then you get into like DS and stuff. Holy crap! The mar- like the amount of games it becomes like stupid amounts of shovelware that yeah. like you just can't like. I mean, it's which is probably this is why it's going to be his last probably uh, book. I still can't believe that uh, Pixel Dan made a book just about He Man. Yeah, that was bigger than his book. I know. Like, how much can you possibly have? Like, I wish I had a chance to look at it. Cause there's I'm a like, lot of lore and stuff with E-Man though and stuff. So. I know, but and then it like was the just history a, of the figures and all that stuff. That's the question. Was it, was it just about the toys? Was it about the story? You know, what was it about? I'm sure a big portion was about the, the toys like, and the evolution it, of the toys. There wasn't a thousand pages of toys in it. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. And obviously we got to, Really neat, like uh, Metal Jesus's uh, panel was mostly about. It was all about game collecting, and his tips for game collecting and whatnot. So yeah, it was really good. And the other guy's panel was good too. Who? Uh, gaming historian. Gaming historian panel was. It's always amazing, and obviously, and super entertaining. And you know, he's doing a whole investigation into like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong and yeah. like the lawsuit that happened between Paramount Studios and uh, Nintendo. Paramount or Universal? Or was it Universal? Yeah, sorry, it was Universal. Yeah, yeah you're right. Universal, because obviously they thought they stole the idea from them. And, King uh, Kong, yeah. Yeah, and whatnot. And we got to hear, like, it's obviously going to be an upcoming video because you just do a lot more research, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically, it was funny, all the no- names, like Big Dong and... <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, was, they came up with 20 different names of what they could name the game. Yeah. Uh, giant, and, and that's where Funky Kong came from. Giant Dong, that was <laughs> Long actually, Dong. Or 
Same stuff as like that. Long uh, Dong Kong. Yeah, there they was. Oh my God, some of the names were just like uh, Mister Mister Kong, Mister Dong. And then uh, hack the <laughs> movies and Cine- and Cinemasker were there. Uh, they were that was a good panel too, but didn't have a good turnout. So sort of like, um, well, for one, it's it's at the end of the day to panel. Yeah. So for one, you're not going to get a whole lot of people just because that. Yeah, and it wasn't AVGN. And like, I obviously James wasn't there. So, you mean, they know the other people, but, like, Hack the Movies isn't super successful. Not yet. Um, and Justin and Kieran are basically, I mean, yeah, their faces are known from coming and helping out James and Mike when they started working with them. They work with them now on, like, all their videos, but they're just kind of background noise, I could say. Like, I mean, they certainly distinctly contribute to it quite a bit, but they just haven't had the success individually as James has. And just working with somebody doesn't make you immediately successful. Yeah. That's not how it works. So, Pack the Movies has 41,000 subs. Yeah. Still more than us. Well, <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's not like you mean not someone. Only by a few, dude. Not only a few. Yeah. But, like, you We mean... have better content. Well. We won't, we won't mention names, but somebody thought they could get even even with the little amount of viewers that uh, Cinemasker actually had at their panel because it was the last panel of the last day. Um, there was somebody that we talked to that claims he thought he was going to get more people at his panel, and it was a yeah, it was just like okay, these are nobodies from Cinemasker, but they're still going to there instead of you guy. I, I like they yeah. would go there if they were bored. Before you, like I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, it's like, bro, we know we suck. You could at least admit it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, you really gotta let. Or, like, I didn't say it to him, but I'm like, you gotta let your ego go, guy. It's it's yeah. it's yeah, it's it's gonna ruin you eventually. But that's what it is, though. <laughs> but. Um, that's just like why we haven't done a a, a our own. A panel, Cause, panel, because you know nobody knows who we are, so we don't want to have nobody show up. <laughs> All right, we want to thank the one guy in the corner that showed up. Yeah, you guys yeah, are great. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I meant you guys are great. Yeah. Anyway, Jesus this, Christ, that would be embarrassing. So this has yeah. been the end of talking gaming and tech. There'll be more coming. I'm not sure when to tell you when that video is coming out because it's hell week, hell weeks. Ah, uh, not my job, obviously, because. Yeah, because we're going into horrible season, mm-hmm. the worst season of the year. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? The video. I said I don't know when it'll be up. Oh, oh, so, that video. Okay. I can't tell you when it's going to be up because it's just a matter of yeah. So, but yeah, because obviously normally I'll get that video out fairly quickly after the convention, but it wasn't able to. Obviously, get time off work after the convention this time, so it wasn't really possible. So it's not a lot of free time. So yeah. Um, but it'll be up when it gets up. Uh, but there'll be obviously you get to see exactly everything we did, uh, what we saw. Uh, there's actually bits of all those panels in there, so you get to see that, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, we're gonna even, move. Even, even Pat. Yes. Going. You know you want to subscribe. Yeah, you subscribing <laughs> to these guys. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> which was kind of cool. Um, anyway, and obviously, oh yeah, last thing we got to mention. So we got to meet. We might be collaborating with some other podcasters called the, the podcast is called Only True Gamers. If you want to look them up, 
Nah, podcast. And there's a oh, well, there's only well, one. Look the sound of that. Um, they, they hate mobile games too. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the one thing because I, I actually did listen to some of his podcasts actually, uh, today and yesterday at work. Um, and the only thing I don't like, he doesn't like RPGs. <laughs> oh, man. yes. So I was like, oh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, but, so, I can't read, man. <laughs> uh, but no, they seem like a group guys and they want to collab. Uh, he wants to come on the podcast and we were on his podcast actually at the show, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway, that being said, let's move on to technology, pop culture. We got all that fun stuff coming on. We got news about windows and how to fix it. Uh, oh god we got instagram news we got youtube news and uh squid game news so yeah and anyway and if anybody caught my little plug to squid game during our video thank you anyway let's move on to technology and and whatnot so anybody checked out anything in the last couple weeks no well last week i've been working too much on D &D. yeah we got D D on saturday yes we do mainly what i've been working on because mm -hmm. i want to make sure that everything starts off well so that you guys are drawn in the story right away cool 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 i haven't watched anything you haven't watched anything nothing nothing new nothing new so i finally started so obviously i really love if anybody doesn't know i'm a huge neil gaiman fan oh i know you like gaiman <laughs> yeah well, um, uh, who Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman. So, okay. uh, he's sending out a message to anybody <laughs> who wants to be with him. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Just Neil Gaiman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so, he's, he's one of the most, I think he's one of the most prolific sci fi, like fantasy. Neil writers, before Zod. Uh, writers of our time. Like, his stories are always way out there. Uh, like, there's so many things going on. It's just, they're super entertaining. Um, and I still haven't gotten around, and I just finally started watching it. It's weird because I had it on my server for like ever, my Pex, uh, the my Plex server, uh, American Gods, but I haven't watched it yet. So I started actually watching American Gods, that's, and so far they've done, so so far they've done a really good job with uh, uh, translating the book. Which, but Neil Gaiman's very active in actually on like productions of stuff that's getting translated from his books. So, yeah, like Good Omens was amazing, and they're shooting Good Omens season two right now. Um, which is really cool. Some of the scenes you get to see some of the cool shots because uh, I follow him on Instagram. So and that's the guy that took over the other guy. Huh? I thought you said the guy that did Good Omens died. So yeah, so Good Omens the first book. The, there's only one book of Good Omens. Yeah. Um, and it was written by Terry Pratchett. Was, if you've never read a Terry Pratchett, you go and read some Terry Pratchett. Christ, I have not. <laughs> Terry Pratchett's amazing. Go read him. Anyway, that's a whole other um, discussion. But... So anyway, so two prolific writers finally got together, uh, Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett, and they wrote. Good Omens, which is, we got one seat. We got the first season, which nobody knew they were going to do a second season because a lot of people thought they weren't going to because uh, it was one of the things Neil Gaiman always wished he could, could have done because, but Terry Patrick had passed away before they could write the second book. So Neil Gaiman is part of the writing group and actually writing, he wrote, helped write most of the second season of what the book would have been. So just right. kind of cool. Um, so yeah, that is really cool. And so far, so if anybody's a fan, like obviously I'm a huge fan of Asimov. I think most of you listen to the podcast know this. The Foundation TV series is really good. The visuals are absolutely amazing. Um, the one thing that they're doing, it kind of irks me, but doesn't. Asimov's terrible at doing character development in his books. I think most people know that. He's really great at world building, civilization building, all that things, all the technical details, how technology evolves, all these things. He's really, really good at. 
um, but characters he doesn't really dwell on too much. Um, the TV shows seems to do the opposite. They're really focusing on characters. And I get why, okay? So there's one character I'm pretty sure is playing, going to be playing three characters. And the reason I think that why they're doing it is because people can't, people can't like invest into a show unless they can invest into a character. And if they actually did a true adaptation of the foundation to TV, you could never get drawn to a character. And I actually said this uh, to my girlfriend when we were watching. I said, don't get attached to anybody because I thought I'm pretty sure that we're going to do this. Uh, true, draw more of a closer adaptation. And she's like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, we're going to be jumping like 50 years and 100 years and 1,000 years. I was like, it's going to be different characters like every other episode, completely different characters. Um, and they did obviously didn't do that. Hmm. Um, so uh, they are focusing on like some of the key moments in the books and expanding on them. But what's neat is because Asimov, he wrote the Foundation trilogy um, and then he wrote prequels and then he wrote sequels. Um, and in the prequels, he actually retconned some of the things he did in the main trilogy. So they made those changes as if they were fact in the original trilogy, which was kind of neat, I guess, because it was kind of things he saw in hindsight. Oh, I should have done this instead. This would have been better, which I understand that. So uh, no, dude, if you're writing a book series and you're rewriting what you already wrote because you feel like you did it better, then you're not being faithful to what you wrote in the first place. I'm not a fan of that. Um, you don't fuck with your own rec with your own <laughs> like lore, dude. That's a cop out. What you do is you figure out how to make your wor your lore work in whatever you're writing. Well, no, he did. He actually did tie it in really well, but it technically is a de by definition a retcon. He did tie it in fairly well. Like the whole, no, like, all, all seven books are really good. Um, so, but I would definitely, if anybody's a fan of, uh, yeah, go check it out. Um, what's annoying is I found out they're doing an iRobot series, TV series, and a different group has the rights to do that. And there's a character, because there's a character in both, the Foundation, because uh, there's a character that's a, obviously a, a positronic robot from the, uh, the Robot Wars from the I robot series. Um, that's obviously because there's a number of characters throughout Asimov's books. They're kind of like pushed around here and there, but this is like thousands upon thousands of years later, the foundation takes place from the, the robots wars. Uh, but it's mentioned obviously in the book and there's one character. And it's funny because this show can't actually name that character in the TV series because the Apple owns the rights to that character's name. It's really stupid. <laughs> I was like, but they're the same universe. What the fuck's the problem here? Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. Just don't get it. Uh, people own things. <laughs> oh, anyway. So it's strange that Apple owns it, though. Yeah. So let's get this first one. So this one's really silly. I brought this up because I find it dumb. <laughs> Instagram is testing a take a break feature. Let's take a break. So it's a thing that pops up kind of, this reminds me of the Wii actually, since you were talking about the Wii earlier, mm -hmm. that thing that they started, take a break, go outside. That thing that popped up after you've played for like oh, a half hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Doesn't the Switch do that once in a while? No. No? Exactly, iRobot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. No, but what this is, is like you can set, I guess, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or 60 minutes, and it gets the thing, oh, take a break, kind of thing. It's really stupid. Like, okay, and this is, so do you know, about, you've heard about that study that was done on, like, Facebook and, like, Instagram and stuff, and they showed that 
it leads to in young people, like it leads to a good portion of the depression and stuff that's being caused in young people is being caused by Facebook, and Instagram, uh, whatnot. So, and you I mean, this is a pretty conclusive study. Uh, and this is Instagram's answer to it. We'll, we'll just have to take a break thing. So people don't look at it so much. Oh my what? God. Like killing. It's like so stupid. Yeah. And the thing that's sad is like, do people do not have this kind of self-control? You sitting there all day. I don't even go on it for that long. No, but most people, of the time it says, "Oh, you've caught up." So I'm like, "Okay, I'm done." No, but like people <laughs> do, which is I'm like, "What the what the hell?" They 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 do that. Well, uh, that would be a thing that you would put on uh, TikTok or something because it doesn't stop. Oh yeah, like when you're on TikTok, it just repeats itself. Yeah, but so does Instagram. Instagram, you just keep on you can just keep scrolling, and it'll keep on showing you new artists. No, no, no. I mean, like, say, say you're, say you're watching a video oh. on TikTok. When it's done, it'll reboot. It'll restart oh. over and over and over and over and over and over again. Oh. After it plays like ten times, it says, "Are you here?" It should say, "Are you still well, here?" Well, yeah, but that's the same video though. But I mean, on Instagram, you just keep on scrolling. And you can keep... keep scrolling with TikTok. Oh, okay. what I'm saying is like, I've fallen asleep oh. watching TikTok, and my phone was dead. Oh Jesus! Right. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh shit. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, and like, this is, this is not, this is as bad as the sign. Like, don't stick your hand in a wood chipper. No shit. Really? <laughs> like, this is drives me up a wall. These things, this just really drives me up a wall. <laughs> really, really drives me up a wall. Oh, like Darwin, like is rolling in his grave. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cause like with TikTok, the video will play like once in the will reboot or if it's longer than a, like a certain amount of time it'll say do you still want to watch this oh uh, yeah yeah oh, whoops i didn't mean to do that Loaded the same article like twice there <laughs> anyway so youtube supposedly is oh, hold on a second grim you there yeah okay kind of it All keeps right. cutting in and out i don't know how long i'm gonna be i hear you fine now yeah you sound pretty good uh, so YouTube is getting rid of its dislike button. I personally, so there's like, so people can view things non-biasly without other people's opinions interp invading it, take away both buttons. Well, it's not taking them away. It's hiding them. No, no. I mean, hide the results for anybody. Okay. Yeah. For both like and dislike. It just show the thumbs up, thumbs down, but you can't see the numbers ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think sense. that would make more sense. And only the actual curator can actually see those numbers. Yeah, because um, um, you're right. Because, like, but I wonder if it's doing that because of the Nintendo video. Oh, I don't know. But the thing is, though, too, they got to fix their album, too. So um, if you get a bunch of dislikes on your video, it actually gets seen more. It, YouTube pushes it out to more people. Mm -hmm. This is actually a fact. So the dislike button actually doesn't do what you think it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, whether you hit up or down, it still gets pushed out to everybody. So it says the button will still exist and affect your recommendations, and producers can still see the count. Yeah, but the thing is, though, all YouTube actually cares about, guys. Obviously, I know this because we're YouTubers, and I look at the analytics. All YouTube cares about is the click-through rate. Mm -hmm. The click-through rate is, say, if someone sees your video in the side panel, whether they click on it or not, and that's your click-through rate. Um, and if it's like obviously really low, that means people are not clicking on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's high, that means if they see it, they click on it and that's all they care about. That's all YouTube cares about. 
Um, granted, the difference, if they, like I was saying, if you hit yes, you like it, or no, you hate it, dislike it, it still shows up in that side panel whether you do that or not. It might show up more often if you click them one or another. So, and that's all it is. That's that's the algorithm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and obviously, there's a whole lot more technical details to the algorithm. Um, like, depending on what you put in the thumbnail, um, all this crazy shit, which is actually kind of neat. Um, because it'll actually tell you now. Um, like, it'll say, it'll give you recommendations. It'll be like, oh, hey, um, your click-through rate isn't as good. Maybe change the thumbnail. That'll help. It'll kind of thing. It'll give you like pointers, which is kind of neat. So, because so many things play tribute. Like even everything you say in a video actually contributes to the algorithm, which is crazy, but it does. Oh, it's, it's, my biggest issue with YouTube is how sensitive they became. Like you can't even like show a knife without getting in trouble. Like it, like I saw a video of one of the guys I watch and it was basically, the 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 first uh, time arresting someone, all right, and, or or the first stabbing, and he had a button. I mean, a plastic knife, like yeah. a, a plastic like knife you get from McDonald's type of knife. All right, because <laughs> if they show like a knife, knife, the way he was hand, holding it with with blood on it, that that would demonetize it. Yeah, well, no, I can tell you there's a bunch of videos or training videos that are like people how to defend themselves against mm. knives, stuff like that, against guns, all these things. A lot of them are de- not not most, but a lot of them are demonetized, but they get their money from elsewhere, from like sponsors and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. It, it's 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 crazy how it's just. And I was like watching a thing. Uh, I'm in groups on YouTube on the fo- on Facebook, and some people were saying that their thing was demonetized because he had a thing where he was shooting somebody but it was a toy gun yeah um but the thing is though from what a lot of youtubers i talk like chat to and stuff on like red and stuff they said that no most of their money is made from other sources yeah you does not pay that well at all anymore they do when you get views but when you're not like you know pewdiepie or linus or something like if you're not over like because i know rgt is making money from his views he doesn't get many sponsors he has a patreon though yeah, he doesn't really talk about it though. Mm. Not too often. Not too, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it seems like you know six fifty thousand is where you well, want to start. Well, money. I can say like one guy I watch actually has more subscribers than RTD. Um, he he showed what he made, and it was only like maybe fifteen hundred a month, and he has a lot of subscribers, maybe fifteen hundred a month. Oh, he's making more than that. It, like it, it, it depends too. It's it's really strange. It's not always the same. Like if you make a video and get five hundred thousand views, it doesn't mean you're gonna, always going to get that same amount. Oh yeah, it, it's yeah. different every time. Oh, I know. I know. It, it, I'm not quite sure how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think anybody else does either. Well, no. It, like I said, it, <laughs> no. Well, it's on your click through rate. That's what all that graphs are based off of. Um, and if your click through rate is super high, you're going to get paid more for that video. Oh well, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and that's that's where it really comes down to. Um, and yeah, that's just what it is. But yeah, YouTube, go ahead and remove both of them. I would not mind. I would not mind at all. All right. So this one's a really fairly quick one. So, uh, judge orders Apple to allow external payment options for app store by December 9th, uh, denying the stay. So Apple, uh, applied, said that they need more time. They applied for a stay of whatever for the event. 
basically because the judge ruled in obviously Epic's favor and other users, mm-hmm. uh, saying no, you have to allow, you know, I mean, uh, external payments. Um, and yeah, do we see now? This is they appeal, they try to, oh no, no, we need more time. And judge was like, oh, I don't care, you're gonna get it done. December 9th is your deadline. That's it. Good. Uh, but they don't need more time. They did have external payments before. Did they? Yeah, when they first started, like years ago. During like uh, Apple 3G era and shit, they had external payments. Um, but So they can just bring it back. Which was funny, actually. That's a really strange moment. I don't know. But you guys know that Metal Jesus collects iPods now. Yeah. Oh. iPods, iPod Touch, iPod Shuffle. I just can't believe how much they are. <laughs> yeah, they actually are fairly expensive, which is weird. Yeah. Well, everything's really expensive now. There's somebody I know they're looking for a freaking uh their their kids really into Jurassic Park right now. Yep. Jurassic World and they they want like an uh the guys Owen and Claire. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's character and the other girl. And you look online and find them under fifty dollars to oh, start. Geez. It's it's like an eight dollar toy. Well, action figures in general is going for fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars. It's insane. I guarantee this next. So obviously we're gonna get new action figures for upcoming movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guarantee they're actually going to be worth a lot of money in the future. You wanna know why? Why? Because of the toy shortage. Oh well, that that's one. Of, there's that and the scalping. Well, that too. Like, yeah. And I noticed the scalping months ago because you go you go to any store you go to target you go to walmart you go that's about it (laughs) uh the toy aisles are always empty yeah it's because one they can't get the stuff in and two the stuff is selling the minute they get to the shelves yep and they're selling it for triple quadruple the price it's not it's not just cards it's not just video game systems no it's it's everything yeah it's everything um so, but a lot of places have actually put in a bulk selling rule. You can't do it anymore. Yes. So no more bulk selling in a lot of places. Yeah. So you can't just go in and go buy all those action figures now. It's yeah. That's why you gotta, you're going to be told the register. Sorry. Go to the front desk to get Pokemon cards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There has just has to be a restriction because people are just animals anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm actually, so cards. So yeah, uh, I didn't know this until recently. So that new shop that opened up near my house, Revive. Which I haven't gone to yet, which I don't know why I haven't gone to yet. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I didn't know they closed down in half a year. Uh, they're doing magic tournaments actually now on like every Wednesday and Friday. I was like, oh shit. Oh, cool. No shit. So, what's Revive? That's the name of the store. Where? It's right in Ashway. Never heard of it. Oh, they have a Volkswagen, a restored Volkswagen bug right out front. Oh, don't cool. worry, you won't need to. I'm oh, not Vol- Volkswagen van, sorry. Which why? Is- have you been there? No, I'm just saying, like, all these those types of stores close down around here. It's aggravating. Oh yeah, no, it, yeah. Laugh. But this one's obviously because a coworker was like, "Oh yeah, it's fucking packed over there every time there's a tournament." Like, so I guess it's doing really well. I guess they're do, they're going to be doing D and D stuff out too, um, and they're supposed to be having. They're going to have. They're getting a food license so they can actually have coffee and beverages, coffee and food and stuff there. So for people like playing D and D like outside on the picnic tables and stuff, they can actually get food, which is kind of cool. So, oh, if it makes it a big. So yeah, I hope it yeah. Never makes it around but I plan to go there within like probably like my day off on Saturday or something. That I'll stop over there. Um, oh, it's it's next to the gas station. Yeah, <laughs> I love their their digital picture. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. It's where the you remember the video store in Ashway, Grim. I know where it is, dude. I've seen it. Oh okay. 
I go yeah. to Brick Oven like every couple of weeks. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's right there. Yeah. So I just don't expect it to last because they these places never Ooh, last. They have RC cars. They do. Ooh, they have everything. They have, <laughs> they have a lot of stuff there. Uh, anyway, it'd be sweet as hell if it does, though. Yeah, it would. All right, so Windows 11. Windows 11 has been out for, what, about a month now? Something like that. Um, and obviously, I didn't, wasn't planning on putting Windows 11 on my system anytime soon. The big reason why is because there's no deep load script, and there was no way to actually get past the Microsoft login screen, uh, which is forced on, upon you in this version of Windows. So you can't just make a local account. Now that has all changed. Anyway, so on the GitHub page on, and actually I will link it in the podcast. Um, if you actually go onto our, uh, the, the link will be in there. If you go to either the anchor website or our main, uh, WordPress, uh, podcast website, the link to this GitHub will be on there. So this get, uh, the, this is a PowerShell that you can launch in Windows 11. And basically what it does, it goes ahead and uh, it brings, it's actually a very interactive little menu with check boxes and stuff. Uh, one of the things it does is ask you, hey, what software do you want to install? And there's a number of pro- like software, like obviously like Notepad++, there's Steam, um, a number of different SSH programs you can choose to install if you want. Um, and then aside from that, there is the option, what you want to remove. And you can actually choose, which is nice. So people that don't know what to remove, you can actually choose all of it. Just choose all of it, say remove it. And then after you do that, it'll say, okay, well, these five programs are essential for Windows to actually run. I wouldn't recommend removing these. And then it'll put them back on the list and you have just the essentials that are needed to run Windows itself. So you can go ahead and run that script and then boom, you're you're gonna get no more ads on Windows, no more random games installed, none of that crap, it's all gone. Nor any spying, because obviously all that stuff is done through a lot of these other apps. Then if you actually want to get past that screen, so you're installing windows. So what you do is up until you get to like disconnect when you're installing windows, disconnect your network completely. Do not connect to the internet. Make sure your computer is not connected to the internet. Um, and then you're going to get to the screen where it says, Hey, you can't go any further until you're connected to the internet. It literally has a screen that comes up saying, Hey, you have no network connection. You need to be connected to the internet to actually install, finish installing Windows 11. And you don't have to. All you do is hit Shift F10, bring up the command prompt, type type task MGR. It'll bring up the task manager. You get a list of things. You obviously you can see all your tasks running and disable the network communication. And that's one of the uh, processes running under there. Completely shut it down, kill it. And you'll notice once you do that, it'll skip past that screen, forcing you to uh, go on the internet, it'll give you a screen to create a local account. And boom, there you go. Now you have a local account you can create on your Windows 11 machine, just like you typically would. And then obviously, once you're done doing that, run your debloat script. And there you go, you're off to the races running Windows 11 with no bloat. What's the purpose of a local account? The local account, just it, just an just account on Windows. your machine. Yeah, just the that account on your machine, just like you mean. Mm-hmm. It's just the account. But you still you don't have to log into it. No, unless you really want to make a password. No. So. 
So yeah, so I'll probably be putting Windows 11 on my machine fairly soon, I guess. On the we got into this before. There's plenty of ways to get past the TMP thing. Bullcrap. Yeah. And obviously one of the other big things too is with the dblow script, you can actually set it. So when you actually do updates, it only does the security updates, which is actually the only things that are actually really even needed mm-hmm. is the security updates. So you can set it so it does that. Just the security updates. I thought you uh, wouldn't get them at all. No. It Not just if you won't do, do it no. automatically? Okay. You won't get them. At, okay, so if you go ahead and don't do anything and install Windows 11 on a non uh, TMP uh, within specs uh, for Windows 11, right? Like this computer right here. Yeah. You can go ahead and run it, uh, but obviously key features will be missing. There's I haven't seen anything yet, but there's, there's desktop. Like the background is missing. There's no background. You can't put a background, um, and you don't get any Windows <laughs> updates. So it's like when you have a, a, a non-activated, a non-activated a version. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so if you go ahead and install it on a non-TMP, but there's there's tons of ways around this. So mm-hmm. don't worry about that. There's Just look them up. There's been plenty of ways to install Windows 11 around that. So, And obviously, if you do have a fairly newer machine, you can go ahead and do that all you want. Uh, just go ahead and install. Just do the other things. I think I'm going to wait because until I... Because uh, DDR5 is coming. Yes. So I'll finally be able to make a computer. Well, we got a chip shortage still, though. So <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be a while. It's so annoying. It's so um, annoying. But to get past this chip shortage, the ma- demand's got to go back down, though. Why is the demand so high? Because of, well, it's a combination of the demand being really high and a lot of these production factories weren't in production for literally like months to a year. Mm-hmm. So, and that was a big portion of it. And they just can't keep up. Yeah. And then obviously, or is it all sitting on then, ships? And then the- there's obviously a ton that are sitting on shipping. <laughs> um, and then obviously there's, that's only one step, but that's just the chip. Yeah. Then you got production factories that are making products that are actually way behind also, mm-hmm. um, excluding like car companies, which is like, it's crazy. I guess it's like wicked hard to get a hold of a new car right now. Or you're going to get put on a waiting list if you want a new car. And you're actually, a lot of people are actually paying $5,000 on average over the sticker price for cars. It's insane. I was like, that is retarded. My buddy just picked up, uh, I don't know, a a uh, GMC 1500 or something like that. It was like $45,000. Holy shit. And yeah, the one he wanted... They they was like five thousand dollars more, and he's like, "Why is it five thousand dollars more?" The MSRP is this. Oh, that's that's our sticker. That's the MSRP, but this is our sticker price. And yeah. we added all these add-ons. And he's like, "Okay, that's those add-ons are not worth five thousand dollars." Yeah, I did a build it online, and it is your price is what the the MSRP is yeah. <laughs> with the add-ons. Yeah, he was arguing with that. Well, and they were like, "Well, we did what we wanted." Yeah, yeah. Messed up. That's why we tell him buy. He needed a vehicle. <laughs> okay, but there's plenty yeah. of other places you don't have no, to buy. No, there isn't. Well, That's... no, but you don't have to get a new car though. No, he wanted a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's what he wanted. Like, okay, I, I told him he should wait, but you don't have to wait. Just don't buy a brand new car. There's no used. There's plenty of used cars. Very little used. There's plenty. Of we used work cars. across the street. There's tons of cars. Uh, large trucks. Yes. Yes. Plenty of used cars. There's t- like there's tons cars. of large trucks. He, like, he wanted brand new. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
because he because he bought it outright. So he wanted Cry it. Me a river. <laughs> yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Cry me a goddamn river. You gotta bitch about wanting a new car, then don't bitch about the price of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you want a brand new car, yeah. Christ. Oh my God. Oh well. Mine was kind of brand new, but prices weren't like they were now. Like everything's all messed up right now. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you just said. What? Not yeah. He literally said, "Nop him, yeah." <laughs> okay, so our last topic. So, Grim, have you watched Squid Game yet? No. Oh my god, dude! Anyway, <laughs> I spend my time working on D and D and hanging out with my girlfriend. I'm okay. sorry. Fuck your stupid TV shows. I watch I Squid Game with my girlfriend. It's like one of her watch favorite. Couple Absolute. things. What? I watch my. I watch Squid Game with my girlfriend. She absolutely. She's oh, one Aaron of her favorite shows. Like Squid Game. Aaron's she hasn't watched it yet. It. She hasn't watched it yet. We, no. I watched one episode and she did not like it. Hey. It's not her type of show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch shit nine times out of ten, Nate. <laughs> just because you got lucky once. Oh. Fuck, I'm so tired. I'm getting cranky. Like, oh, well. Like, anyway. Like that Dune movie. Ugh. Dune's Manny was very disappointed. Why? Because what? they left a lot out. No, they left a fight scene and a Because it needed scene. to be a TV series. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. That's what but, he said. He but, said that. There but the, but the biggest thing is, though, they left a dinner scene and a fight scene out. And that was it, really. That was the big moment. No, they, so, left, they left a ton, ton out. That was like the biggest. Mo- well, no, they left a ton out, but those are the big moments they left out. No, no, stop, stop. I don't want to hear it. We're not going to talk about this because we're going to go back to real time. <laughs> you are closed-minded when it comes to TV shows. You simp for, t- <laughs> for these people. You simp hard for these people. You say they left only two things out. I just got done listening to Dune a month ago. No, they I mean, left out, no, no. They, they left stop. out a ton. I'm not but done. They, but I'm saying they, left, they out. left out. They left out two major parts, but they left out 60% of the character development. Yeah. So okay, yes, they didn't true. care about any true. of the characters. True. Like, you don't even know who that fat guy is. No, but <laughs> he's important. And yet you have no clue how... Who he is half the time. Yeah, he's just yeah. eating shit. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like I didn't watch these old movies or the series. They had a cut. They did have a couple TV shows. Like you just no. They had the children. It, it was not enough character development. No, there was two of them. Oh. Yes, the one that was on in the early two thousands on Sci Fi wasn't bad. No, that was the That's children. It, yeah. That was the children of Dune. That was a sequel. No, they did the entire. They did the entire series in on Sci Fi Dune. Did they do the? Yes, Dune on Sci-Fi had like three things. Hang. Because I don't remember watching the children of Dune. And Dune on Sci-Fi. Because obviously there was the original, the 1970s movie, but that's all. Dune miniseries in 2000. Let's see. Um. They did three episodes that were each. All right, so that was the first series, Dune. They did the first one, Dune, which was uh, uh, what do you call it? Three episodes, like two hours each, and then they they did each and every one. I just have to remember. Let me see if I can find it all. Because I know they either that or they did three things that were two hours each that covered the whole thing. I just remember watching the children of Dune. That's it. It wasn't bad. It's just nowhere near as good yeah. as it could have been if it wasn't on sci-fi. Like, well, if, if like they I did said, it today, 
versus it's then. The, no, even on if they did it today on Sci-Fi, it would still be terrible. Sci-Fi, sci-fi is a terrible is fucking terrible. channel. Is it? Oh, it, what it, they you're a Sci-Fi fan? Do, don't want Sci-Fi. <laughs> if they, like I said, if they had done this on like HBO over the course of four, like the first book over the course of two seasons, mm-hmm. or it would have been a smash hit. The problem is you cannot do the character development in book series. It can't be freaking done in two hours. No, or even four, which is what this is about. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be about four hours. Well, well, it's going to be a little over. It's going to be close to five. But yeah. But anyway, so Squid Game. So if you have watched it, I'm not going to really any spoilers, but there is an ending that could lead to a sequel which we're getting a second season um or they could have left it and it would have been fine it actually would have been completely fine um as a story ending uh completely to the story it's really cool that they're getting a sequel uh which is really neat um because it the last episode opened the story like fucking wide open you got to see how deep this actually rabbit hole went and how dark it got and some of the characters like you just like crazy like how dark it gets really fast um, and it, ju- it does a couple time jumps too. And it's, yeah, it's, they do like, you think this is a simplistic thing, but they do this at a very, very slow crawl through the episodes where you're like, wow, this can't get any more weird than this. Like not weird as in like strange. I mean, like, holy crap. Like, and they build this up and there's like key moments and character development going on along with like these saw like slash like hunger games games going on. Like, <laughs> and it gets the, du- the story gets darker and deeper. And then the last, then things end to a point and then the last episode is like holy crap like it is really deep so it is really cool that we're going to get a continuation on um of i won't say what character of certain characters um development and where Dude, the you story can go is going and to spoil go all you want man because i i really need to go eat before i crash anyway well i don't want to spell it people listen to the podcast either because i really don't. i'll let you finish up your squid game thing <laughs> uh, and go eat because i I need you because it's easily one of the best like TV shows that have been made in a long time. And it is a combination of a lot of ideas put into one that have been done over the years. Uh, along with like the one thing I've noticed is cause I've been watching, this is like the third uh, sci-fi Korean TV show I've watched. They have absolutely some of the best writers over there for some reason. Like they're all absolutely some of the most deepest, amazing stories like in sci-fi, like, the last one was about uh, these people are going jumping back in time and things were looping in on itself. And it was like, it was crazy. Once you realize who the players were and stuff, it was like, holy crap. It must took a while. They must have had like a giant flow chart to really keep things connected. Um, and the consistency there to make this happen properly. Um, and I think that like there was more than a few like Korean dramas that actually were OK. And I think that's what were kind of like these stepping stones for this this show to actually take off and to get recommended to people because of Korean cinema has actually been coming up. Um, and it's not like they haven't been coming up because I actually have like a few Korean movies from ages ago that I bought in like 2000 something. So they have been doing like this kind of genre for a long time, like sci fi, like horror slash um, and it was kind of a corny film. One of my favorite like films from like, I think it was 2002 was Volcano High. It's actually a fairly good film though, uh, for Kung Fu slash kids with like high school kids with like superpowers and shit. Mm. It was actually a really good movie. Um, so, but there's a ton, ton of other ones though, like out there and actually, so people know, I would actually recommend also checking out, uh, 
there's a lot of like really good and upcoming shows in the Chinese actually uh, sci-fi horror like like uh, series two. Uh, there's one that I watched called. If you never checked it out, I'm sure you've been recommended after you watch this because I was recommended beforehand because of other Korean shows they have. But there was a Chinese uh, uh, sci-fi show called Future Mail, and it was also about like people being being able to buy things from the future and changing the past from a website that randomly gets shown to them called Future Mail. Hmm. Uh, it's like futuremail.com. But when you try to go to that website any other time, it's not there. It doesn't exist. So it's people from the future manipulating the past by showing people certain websites. Like the main plot is in that is like this author can't finish her second book. Like she just keeps on trying to write it and can never do it. So she literally, well, it's her first book technically. Yeah. Uh, her other book was unsuccessful. So she literally buys a copy of this book from the future that she didn't write. And she ends up marrying the guy in her timeline who actually was supposed to go up and write that book. He eventually becomes a writer and gets overshadowed by her when she just wrote his book. He was going to write. It's really, really messed up. <laughs> I got the almanac. Oh, it's, 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 it goes way deeper than that though. It's way because people buy other shit and it like, like, shit to make them see dead loved ones and all, all this other shit from the future. Holy crap. It gets like way out of whack and obviously things don't go well. I would order old lottery ticket numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lottery ticket numbers from, from the future. Well, this is the problem because once you, once somebody has bought something, it, the timeline changes. Oh, really? Yeah. Because now you know you're not going. So now, somebody's going into the future to get it. Well, it's from the future sending it to the past or they're manipulating it because the only way people access that website is if it's sent to them. You can't just type it in and it'll, it'll show up. You have to get it sent to you, which is strange. So it's tell, it's distinctly people manipulating from the future, contacting people. Hey, check out this website. You can buy stuff in the future. And then one person dies for everything you buy, right? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> just it, you shouldn't mess with the past because things just don't go right but it's not it's not your past like obviously you don't know what the future is gonna come. you can imagine how bad things get once this guy who i was saying was the original author of how book. far in the future uh are they in the story they only go like a couple hundred years oh that's that's plenty <laughs> um but imagine being that guy because he does he finds out that his wife actually bought his book he wrote in another timeline and that's her book because she just all she was plagiarized and write his book. Wow. Because he was always because they had a connection because he was like, oh, that's so weird. Like your idea for your book is exactly my notes over here for this book I want to write. <laughs> He's like, oh, we think alike. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you'd think how dark things get when he actually finds out. Why would his wife do that to him? It gets, it get, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he's not happy. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> not too happy at all. Uh, so, yeah. And obviously, a number of other things happen. But that's another actually great sci-fi show that actually deserves more attention. And I believe they're getting a second season as well. And I want to say that's actually based off a manga from China, I think. But I'm not positive. So. And, yeah. They so. just announced, uh, excuse me, actors for One Piece or something like that. Yeah, we'll see what they do with that. I mean, there hasn't the only successful anime to live action is Rioni Kenshin. That just came out, didn't it? 
Well, no, there's been five movies. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason why that has been successful, for one, the actors are fucking on point to the characters in the anime and the manga. They are on point. So second, they literally copied scenes from the anime literally frame for frame. And if you watch the making of it, they trained fucking hard. Um, and to even get some of the scenes to look like they do in the anime, like one of the scenes, uh, Kenshin's running around, like slashing at people, literally like running at an angle like this. Um, they actually hooked him to a crane so he could actually run in a circle, but his body was slightly supported. Wow. So it made it look like literally shot for shot from the anime in that scene. It was, and if you watch the last one they did, which was called the final, which was just, the anime Trust and Betrayal, which was a movie, which was an OVA, which is a prequel to the manga series. Um, it's literally shot for shot that that movie. Literally shot for shot. Like no deviation at all. Zero deviation. Yeah, and he was there the whole time. And that's really what it comes down to. That's this is what's sad because the for instance, like a lot we badmouth um the Cowboy Meetup series. Mm-hmm. And back during its production, the original creator of Cowboy Bebop himself went online and said, hey, I they will not let me make any more changes. They won't let me have a say in how this thing is done. He's like, so if you guys want anybody to blame, you can blame Sunset, which is the company that owns the Cowboy Bebop rights. Uh, which is a really, really big mistake. You can't not allow the original creator of an art to not take part if he wants to or she wants to. Yeah. The same thing happened to Anne Rice in the only movie if I've, <laughs> I've ever, ever walked out on. I was excited to see, because Queen of the Dam is one of the best, well, the Vampire of the Stat and then Queen of the Dam is one of the best books in the Vampire Chronicles. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I was like, they skipped over one book, but still, that's fine. Uh, I went to see the movie and they're literally like, they literally butchered. It was like, oh, there's a book to this. I ah, forget the book. It's okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And as soon as they transitioned, like, uh, like literally like five minutes in the movie, they went from like the vampire Lestat into halfway through queen of the damn book. I was like, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm just done with this movie. This is just terrible. And I found Anne Rice was actually, she was on the set originally because they were supposed to be doing the vampire Lestat. No, no, no. <laughs> the vampire stat, and when she found out what they were actually doing, and she demanded they change, they literally had her escorted off set. <laughs> it's like why? I, I don't understand. Which is why obviously she revi- she's revising that now. The actual Vampire Chronicles is getting its TV series. It's actually almost ready to. I think they're in production right now. Uh-huh. Um, and Christopher Rice is the head of production, which Who's is her that? son. Oh, her son. Yep. Wow. He's also an avid writer too. So. It's like they're like, all right, we're gonna make it work. <laughs> now, yeah. how how good did that movie do? What? Uh, Damn. Yeah, was it successful. It was successful. Yeah. All I can remember is Godsmack. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I had the actual soundtrack CD. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, there was some good songs on there, but as for a movie, like the outrage from the uh, what do you call it, the Anne Rice fans, was holy crap. There was little protests. At some movie theaters. Wow. It was bad. Like, they butchered that book. Like, that was just a disgrace to Anne Rice herself as an author. That was pretty much giving her the middle finger. 
It was bad. Like you don't do that to someone's artwork. Like if you really just want to make a heart, like want to make a vampire movie about a cool rock star vampire, don't call it like, that's fine. You can do that. Just don't call it vampire chronicles. It's like doing Lord of the Rings and doing it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was so bad. Or just forgetting like some of the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Or forgetting the journey and all that stuff. We don't have Frodo. We have Frida. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? And he's like a punk rock star. What? <laughs> no, you can't. No. Oh, yeah. Even like it was sad because I understand they wanted to make it gimmicky to the music at the time, but there's actually lyrics in the book for an eighties goth metal band. Yeah. You said that. They, they, it would have been really easy to do, but you fucked it up. But we're going to get that now, um, which is funny because now it's we're getting into that and it's going to kind of fit because like that kind of like metal is coming back into style. So, <laughs> which is going to be kind of cool when we get to that point, which will probably be like the second or third season mm-hmm. of the TV series. Um, When's the series supposed to come out? It's in production. I don't think they have a date yet, uh, but yeah. So. But it's going to be really cool. And I think they're getting uh, the uh, composer uh, that did Game of Thrones, did, uh, what, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, what's, uh, other TV show? Um, the hell's that TV show? The Cowboys. Westworld. Oh. Yeah. The, like, how the... Yeah. That's one thing that annoyed the hell out of me. All those shows had the same kind of intro, and it was... I don't know why. It just drove me crazy. Well, it was the same... That co- long, drawn-out view of just things. And I'm like, what? Why yeah. are they well, all the it's, same? It's, to go, it's the same composer for uh, all that music. He did a Is lot. It? He did all of it. Um, and they're supposedly getting this guy, because he also did Penny Dreadful. Yep. Which is actually so everybody doesn't know. So the Vampire Chronicles Anne Rice is she's stated this on podcasts on her vlog everything. She loved the Penny Dreadful series. If you never read watch Penny Dreadful, that's a great TV series. But she hopes to get the same atmosphere as the original TV series, which is going to be awesome. So it'll fit the books perfect because that kind of atmosphere, the gloomy, dark, like London, like Victorian era, will fit absolutely perfect for a Vampire Chronicle series. Right. So, like, well, I should say, just say, everybody knows a vampire interview of the vampire. Um, is perfect setting. They did a great job with that movie. Um, it's really sad they couldn't continue on and actually do the next one, but the film crew, the film team, just completely betrayed Anne Rice and gave her the middle finger, and <laughs> it's what it is. No, we're gonna um, make it rock and roll. Um, not yeah. not the rock and roll you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, just like we're not gonna take these characters and do this with them. No, what's yeah, what's okay. we're gonna do this other stuff. Yeah, it's it's okay. No, it's not okay. And it's not fine. You guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Actually, I don't think a lot of those people, saw, well, Aaliyah passed away oh, well, during the production of that movie. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's what it is. But anyway, I know it's on a somber note, but we have reached the end of talking gaming and tech. If you haven't watched Squid Game, go watch Squid Game right now. You have Netflix, I'm sure. You know somebody that has Netflix. Go watch it. <laughs> Christ do it I don't know what you're waiting for do it <laughs> if you're at work I'm sure there's a work computer that has Netflix on it just go watch it your boss won't mind go watch it too anyway <laughs> we'll be back next Wednesday at 6 o'clock live twitch.tv slash get tech no not get tech <laughs> still saying get techies tech prime media you check it out obviously if you listen to this podcast subscribe do whatever you have to whatever podcast service you listen to they'd be great appreciated obviously 
you want to head over to our WordPress website, that's also Talking Gaming and Tech. Go check it out. And to go check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash techprimemedia. We have new videos up there. You want to build an NES keyboard? Well, it's up there. Go check it out, especially for nostalgia for the retro gaming, which I know a lot of you people out there because you liked the retro gaming podcast we did. So go check it out. You'll love it. But until next week. For the latest and greatest in gaming and tech, Tech Tech Prime Prime Media. Media. There you go.